listening. We're so excited to have you with us. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Pruning Irises with me, Stephanie. Rebecca. Yeah, and uh, we're happy you're here. If you're here. <laughs> Hopefully you're here. <laughs> Maybe one day in 10 years, someone will be listening to this. Um, so for uh, today's episode, diving a little bit into a heftier conversation um we were thinking about bringing up the struggle with infertility and what a lot of women are facing now um i don't know yeah so best really because we actually were just talking about that this week um naturally we were talking about this Mm -hmm. and um you know we were just catching up (laughs) we were talking about stuff but um what brought that on, I think early on in our friendship or not early on, but like organically brought that on was when I got pregnant unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that desire to be pregnant together. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to share a little bit about, I don't know how that was or what some things that you like thought through during that? Yeah, I think, um, it was really interesting because, uh, you and I had expressed, as I feel, not every woman, but a lot of women, you know, sometimes, you know, if they're at a point in their lives where they want to have kids, you know, will look at their female best friend and mm-hmm. be like, oh, wouldn't it be so fun? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine, you know, being pregnant together and then having kids and they'll be best friends and can just kind of fall yeah. down that like fantasy lane of what that could look like. Um, and I, and like funny enough, funnily enough, for most of uh <laughs> Like, so at that point, like most of my marriage, I was really afraid of having kids. Like I, I love kids and I've always wanted mm-hmm. kids, but I didn't feel like, like I was intimidated. Yeah. I didn't feel like I was ready or that we were ready, which yeah. I mean, anybody will say like, you're never ready to have yeah. kids. But I was, ha- I had a lot of anxiety about having kids too soon in, you know what, you know, too soon that I thought, um, but 2019 I was like like end of 2018 beginning of 2019 I guess I was feeling like no 2020 sorry end of 2020 begin end of beginning of of 2020 beginning of 2020 end of 2019 beginning of 2020 was just like feeling the shift in my heart and feeling really ready and feeling really excited and like wanting to start our family um and we had to we just kind of had this this plan of like and at at one point you and Joel and Luke and I were talking about all moving into a house together yeah and uh, and you know kind of had this like pipe dream of like living together and together. starting our families together and uh, it wasn't like a plan but i think that i wasn't cautious to protect my heart against yeah. like getting really attached to the, to the idea of that um and so i I basically was like, like found out very, very early that you were pregnant because Mm -hmm. we being the friends that we are are always talking about like our periods. And so it was like pretty, like, yeah, oh, pretty soon um, after you conceived that I found out that you were pregnant with Zeke. And it was a just this like, so confusing mix of emotions of like just the most like blinding pure joy that like you and Joel had like made it person Mm -hmm. and it was going to see you both be parents and uh, um 
and just I was just so excited and then also like devastated at the mm. same time of like w- like wanting to be with you in that um and and then had this feeling of like oh well like should we get pregnant too mm. and it was really interesting because I so while I was feeling really ready my husband was not like mm-hmm. Luke was very like I'm not ready and he was very yeah. f- very fixated on finances and saying like we don't we're not mm-hmm. financially stable enough and I think for him getting to see one of his best friends like grappling with this concept of being a father and it was like it's coming like it's not like someday an yeah. abstract idea yeah. it was like he is a father he's going to be a father forever now like yeah. i think that really shifted luke's mind right so a, a joel spearheading for the guys yeah 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 for like their friend group joel is the first has spearheaded yeah. that and um and so it was just this 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 I don't know. I and I and I guess that that felt like not competition, but it felt like that comparison of like up until this point, you and I have had like very similar life mm-hmm. like milestones. Right. And we we process a lot like a lot of the same things at the same time. And so it felt like naturally like you're going through this. Well, I want to go through it too. Mm-hmm. And I already was feeling like ready and had this desire in my heart for that. Yeah. Um and uh, and like that whole last year was a whole thing. So like I had started 2020 with like feeling really ready and then COVID hit and then was like, mm, maybe yeah. we don't want to like st- start trying yeah. right now. And then and then like basically like my health just like deteriorated pretty rapidly. Yeah. And so like basically since last year until now. So like the beginning of 2020 until now, like the end of May of 2021, I I have like, my heart has been ready and there have been so many things that have said like, no, not yet. Yeah. Like there, and they've all been so many different things. Yeah. Um, And so it's, it's kind of just look like this constant humbling of uh, this is a good desire. It's a good desire to be, to want to be a parent and to want to carry a child or adopt a child or foster a child or whatever Mm -hmm. way that, that, that like those paths are going to open up for Luke and I, it's not yet. Um, And so it's interesting. It really, it really is. It's this interesting um, dynamic in friendships that I, I'm not a big fan of because I would love to, take like these feelings and like table them and and be an advocate and a support for my friends who are mothers who are either carrying their first children or have uh, you know birthed their children already and are raising their kids I I am just so passionate about parenthood and motherhood and so inspired by it and I just want to be this like support system to Mm -hmm. all of my friends who are in these roles um, but there is a, like a level of heartbreak that I deal with because I want it for myself and mm. it's like health wise, it's not wise currently yeah. to, like, to like clarify too, I guess like there's not like an obvious fight of in a sense infertility mm-hmm. at the moment there's, but around the topic of fertility and the timing of fertility, mm-hmm. For your walk too, it's been like 
delayed, mm-hmm. undesiredly delayed. Yeah. Um, and and part of it was timing, and then like health stuff came. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so it's been a journey of healing for your body. And then I know we've talked about like the unknown because infertility is so common. As far as yeah the the weight it doesn't always happen right away for everyone and so like there can be a weight and I remember wrestling that with Joel like like we shouldn't wait forever to try mm-hmm. because if we do and then it takes a really long time to get there like like we're shortening our window if we wait too long to even attempt you know and so um and just with like both of our histories taking things into consideration I was totally under the impression this is going to take a while for us to get there yeah you know and so when we are pleasantly surprised like oh my gosh this has to be from the lord because this is like defying all odds (laughs) um so it was it was sweet but like my mind i I know i feel like i've there's more communication nowadays Mm -hmm. than there was before about um miscarriages and the struggle of infertility and realizing what women are are being open about what they're going through. Mm -hmm. And so I guess like this, we want to talk about kind of this topic, but directly with you, it's been like this already, like not yet. Like we want like your heart and your mind wants to, but your body is healing and you and your marriage are like, you and Luke are like have to, address these other issues. Like, so it's like, we should, we need to wait, but your heart's like, Oh, I just wish we didn't have to, Yeah, you know? And so, I know I feel like you've been doing a really good job from for being a good friend of yours. You've been doing a really good job at celebrating and rejoicing mm-hmm. over the people in your life that God has brought this season to um, because it can really stifle how you your perspective on what's happening in other people's lives when it's like this is something that I don't have right now. This is something I want, you know, and I'm not taking away from the wrestle that you've had to have within yourself and with the Lord, because that's so present and it's harder sometimes than it is other times. Mm -hmm. Um, But the fact that you fought to love during it, um, like I just think is a grace and I think is sweet for like, the people that are receiving that love because you love really well and i'm i'm excited i remember like i found out and well technically i think it was like the first week of may uh-huh. i mean first week of april yeah and that mother's day like you brought you came to my house it was like covid you um you wrote me this beautiful letter and you gave me a gift and you told me how excited you were and scared you were. Cause you said, Oh my gosh, our friendship's changing. And like, I don't know what that means, but I still love you. And I'm excited about this baby. Like I want to hold your baby. And like, that was so intentional and like beautiful. And I, I loved that. And I just like, and I knew your heart too, that like you wanted to have a baby with me. And so it was this interesting dichotomy, but I just feel like I got to see the Lord in you in that. And so I don't want to take away from the struggle, but I just think like, I feel like you have been fighting that well. And I want to affirm you in that. Is this the time to be doing this? I don't know. <laughs> but um, I saw those things and um, like it's, it isn't necessarily right now. I don't want to tag or put that on you that you're struggling with infertility. But this topic of wanting to have kids and having to wait and wrestle, like, is this going to happen? When is this going to happen? Wait, 
is this going to happen? You know, like mm-hmm. that, that wrestle inside going, I don't know what God's writing and I'm trying to be okay with what it is exactly in this moment. So, um, so yeah, I didn't want to like confuse people cause I'm like, it's infertility and you're talking about wanting to have a kid and yeah. we haven't necessarily seen right. like fruits of infertility at the moment, right. but we have witnessed your body has been in great need of healing, yeah. especially hormonally and just other things, you know, yeah. um, gut stuff. So, um, that was a long clarification. Thank you, by the way. Thank you. It's very kind of oh. you to say. I forgot that I that I I forgot a lot about COVID of last year, but the whole Mother's Day thing. Yeah. I'm I'm really glad that that meant something to you. Yeah. You know that I was that I was able to love you well in that. Um, I think maybe something to touch on because it's so funny. Like I I feel like I've been you know, dealing with like a no, not yet for kids, Mm -hmm. um, or, um, starting a family. And so I feel like that ties into infertility so Mm -hmm. much. And there are a few like health issues that I deal with that are like, very like tied to like closely tied. Yeah. Yeah. Like not maybe not inherently tied to fertility, but tied to reproduction. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there are just ways that, that my body is not functioning as it should be. Um, or as it could, I guess, is maybe a better way to say that. I'm Your not sitting chair in the chair. chair is really time. squeaky. <laughs> I was like, I'm sitting cross-legged and I try to undo it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Just like an explosion of noises. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> While serious moment, Steph. Serious, I'm so sorry. I just, oh. It's good. Lighthearted. Okay. Um, but I think something that is important to touch on is the fear of infertility. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel like I'm crazy. Because uh, Luke and I have not actively, like, purposely tried to conceive yet. Is that too personal to share on a podcast? I don't know. But here we are. Um, but it's good. the uh, there are certain things, like, certain things about my body that are linked to infertility. Yeah. And there are certain... Uh, like hereditary diseases that run in my family that mm-hmm. link to infertility. Um, that is scary for me. It's scary. You know, I have that same, that same thought that maybe in an unhealthy way that you shared of like, if it takes a while, then we want to start so that, mm-hmm. that we have plenty of time. But I keep, you know, there are things that are keeping us, keeping my body from being able to, to start that process. To, to start that process. And so then there's that fear of like, oh my gosh, is it gonna be my fault? Is it gonna be like we didn't start mm-hmm. earlier and so now we can't have kids? Mm-hmm. Or is it is it you know, it just it feels like a lot of pressure mm-hmm. for something. And to like to give a little bit of a of a backstory, like I've wanted to be a mom for as long as I can remember. Like yeah. until my senior year of high school, I had no career ambition at all. The only thing that I knew that I wanted was to be a mom. Yeah. And I've I've just I've always loved kids. I've always felt very passionate about about people and about like building people up instead of tearing them down. And I'm fascinated in psychology. And, uh, mm-hmm. and 
psychiatry, like all of these things and like how, how a mind works and how emotions work and how, and I just feel like I have all of these things that I think on often and I care so deeply about that would just serve so well in being able to raise kids. Mm -hmm. Um, not at all in a cocky way, but just in a, I just, you want to use it. I feel like I was made for that Mm -hmm. not to do it perfectly lord knows but like my heart has just always been for this and I think that I have this fear that because I want it so badly it's not going to be given to me Mm. um which is like a very it's a very valid fear but it's not necessarily like grounded in truth it's just grounded in fear of uh, of something of wanting something and having it just wouldn't that be ironic? <laughs> yeah, you know that's kind of how my my like pessimistic brain works. Yeah. Is like, wouldn't that be funny? Ha ha ha! <laughs> if all you ever wanted to be was a mom and yeah. uh, you're not capable of it, mm-hmm. and so I think that that is uh, is what makes the like seeing other mm-hmm. people like well and welcome kids into uh, their wombs. I guess, because that's the thing, you know, it's like really wanting to carry a child is something that's like very, um, something I've always wanted, like very important to me. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if my body is going to be capable of that, Mm -hmm. but then I feel crazy because we don't know that yet. You know, like we haven't gone to the doctors, we haven't tried, we haven't done all of this work, but I already feel like I'm getting ahead of myself of feeling the anxiety of it. And that's just having to do the work of, of giving that to the Lord as much as possible. Yeah. But then what I've found has been so helpful and healing is to be able to talk about this with other women and to be able to acknowledge this. And that helped our friendship so much to be able, like you were so open and you wanted to know when I was having a hard time while you were with child, while you Mm -hmm. were, going through your your own transition and going through your own preparation of motherhood that mm. was not a walk in the park like you're already yeah. dealing with kind of your your set of of transition and anxieties and you were kind enough to check in on me and check in on our friendship to mm. see to be cautious of of ways that you were interacting with me and making sure that I wasn't just like drowning in whatever emotion because I'm yeah. I'm like prone to drowning in my own emotion. Yeah, like, and and you were very, very kind to make that an open door of conversation. And I think that our friendship was really strengthened through that and uh, and was able to survive and thrive yeah. in in our likely scenario. Yeah, yeah. In our yeah. paths changing for the first time in our friendship, really, of like seasons of life. Um and I think that that's just, that's a testament to God's grace yeah. in our friendship. And, and like in, what God can do and what we think is not great scenarios or not yeah. perfect scenarios or whatnot. First, I just want to say thank you for saying that, because this episode's just all about exhorting one another right now. But um, <laughs> yes, I, just a disclaimer to people, I actually, we had to <laughs> stop recording for a second. <laughs> Because Zeke needed feeding, so I just ran down. We're back. So I might be a little scatterbrained, but I had a lot that I wanted to respond to that, so hopefully I don't lose it all. But um, yeah, I I know that there's a lot that's like tied into that desire and going back and forth between like 
I know it's something the Lord has given me. Will it be capable? Like there's just that like wrestle and it's as a believer, it's interesting because I feel like there's something that I want to go to, like the go-to is like God is capable and um, the doctors can tell us you're never having kids and like a miracle is going to happen and we're going to have kids and God's going to show up, you know, um, like I think of the Van Fleets weren't supposed to have kids and they have two. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, I know that God is capable. And so I want us to be able to continue to like push forward in faith. Um, but I also know like God's story for each one of us can be different. So it's not always what we think it's going to be. Um, so I don't, I don't want to, I'm always trying to tread that line almost, especially in this topic with, with um, women in pursuit of being mothers, mm-hmm. um, biological mothers, <clears throat> because I don't want to discourage you by just saying, God's capable. So, you know, we're like, cool, that's really helping in the moment, you know. Um, it it's a truth, but it's not necessarily something that's gonna provide comfort in yeah. those in those times of right. fear or times of uh um sadness. Yeah, right. Um it's true. It's yeah. totally true. And so it's like kind of starting that line of like not dismissing of like the season that you're in, but trying to give like truth and hope in the moment. Yeah. But also, like, he is so near you. And I do want to affirm on a whole nother level, like, I don't know in what form it will be, but, like, it is very evident that God has given you a mothering heart and you're already loving people in a mothering way. Like, yeah. without children, like, your biological children, whatever, being there, like, you're mothering. And I, that's that's a big thing I feel like it's painful because we want to do something physically, but seriously, spiritually, we have like, you're a walking mother, you know? Mm -hmm. And so not, um, dismissing or like, I just want to recognize that in a sense in you that God is going to use that, that he has placed in you. He's going to use that. So, um, that's its own form or whatnot of, of, um, a type of encouragement, but I just love you lots. And it's like weird because we don't know what God has in store. And it, the fact that you and Luke haven't even like started attempting. Mm-hmm. So there's a journey ahead of us and I don't know what it's going to look like, but I, I do know that there's a lot of stuff that women are dealing with within the community now, within like the Christian community outside the Christian community. Um, and so bringing awareness. And I think something that we've learned is like just not wanting women to feel alone. Yeah. In it, you know, like you're not alone in it. And um, I hope in some forms, like as you're processing or struggling with it, like God can not just give you spiritual comfort through Jesus, but like he'll give you tangible comfort through community. Yeah. You know, because um, he's got some vessels out here that love you <laughs> <laughs> um, and want to walk beside you in what your journey is, you and Luke. Um, but I am in anticipation and until then, like, I'm just going to keep praying over, um, you and I'm going to keep praying over you and Luke as parents. And, um, and I'm even when it's really difficult for you, I'm just going to, I'm just going to walk in faith for you in the moment, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you. That's some of the stuff that I wanted <laughs> to <laughs> reciprocate to you because, um, 
Yeah, it's just it's heavy stuff. And uh, the other thing too is I just don't I don't want to like bring up this topic to make it harder for you. Right. Like I know that this is kind of a new little spurt that you were feeling this week that's mm-hmm. in a in almost a season of contentment, praise mm-hmm. the Lord. Um so I don't want to like dig that hole even further <laughs> for you as you're thinking about it or talking about it and I know it is very vulnerable mm-hmm. because it's fresh. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's not hindsight or 2020. Like it's like in it. It's like right now. <laughs> yeah. And so we're, we are straddling that line as far as being vulnerable and um, releasing this to anyone who wants to listen to this <laughs> um, and still protecting your heart. And you yeah. Know, so. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. How are you processing information right now? Um, <laughs> I'm like looking at you going, what's going on in that? <laughs> I, I am such a big fan of processing yeah. emotions verbally. I'm a big verbal processor. And I think that that's a big reason why you and I are doing this podcast because mm-hmm. you and I both, um, we jive with verbal processing <laughs> we both and need it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. even even like I, even though neither of us are like perfectly capable of being able to verbally Mm -hmm. like assess what's going on at every moment, like, like emotionally understand what's happening and communicate it. Like that is something (laughs) that (laughs) is going to take a long time and take a lot of practice. But that is something like this topic of like fear of infertility, Mm -hmm. um, or even just, anything that comes around like parenthood and like desiring parenthood, but like, it's Mm -hmm. like a not yet kind of a situation. I am just always so cautious because I think this is a situation or like, this is, this is a separation, something that can cause a separation between two groups of people. And there's Mm -hmm. hundreds of, of ways that we can, you love of othering of like, well, I'm in this boat and you're in this boat, but I'm always so, so, so cautious and, and trying to be like supporting and respectful of everyone in this situation, like both sides, because I, while I want to give adequate space and attention and grace to myself as I mourn the things that I mourn and try and prepare for the things and like Mm -hmm. I'm in in a completely different situation than a new mother Mm -hmm. or than someone who's been mothering for 15 years you know and uh, and wanting to hold space for both yeah like in my own head, in my own heart, in like the conversations that I have, because if I'm not careful, I can kind of get caught in like what my experience is and what it feels like to be me mm-hmm. and the things that scare me or the things that make me sad. And those are going to be different things for you mm-hmm. having a five month old baby, you know, and and so I'm it's like this fine line, but I think that's that's why we're doing this. That's what we seek in like yours and my friendship, but mm-hmm. are seeking just like for women and people in general is to yeah. be able to build that awareness that like you have these complex thoughts and feelings yeah. that are often not going to be shared by those around you, but they're still worth talking about and they're still worth yeah. holding space for. Because what, you know, you were asking me, like, what are you feeling? I'm looking mm-hmm. at you and I'm not sure. I, my tendency is to um, 
make myself and my experiences small so that I can make room for other people. You're like adapting for other people, yeah. And that's a gift in a lot of ways. It, it's it, it it can be a big gift to other people, but that can be damaging to myself if mm-hmm. I'm not careful to give myself an equal amount of space to yeah. process and to grieve or yeah. experience joy in whatever situation that is. And so yeah. I think like my immediate response in talking about this is to like quiet myself because it's like, well, you have actually like, but like belittle the situation, mm-hmm. you know, and be like, your feelings aren't really that valid because yeah. you don't actually know that you're dealing with infertility or yeah. What have you? And some people may respond that way. And that gives me anxiety (laughs) that, you know, that my feelings could be upsetting to other people. Yeah. But that's not yours. That's not my job. My job is not to like control Mm -hmm. how other people respond to me and my feelings. Um, And I have like I have opportunities to love people and love you know, people who may be experiencing the same fears as me, people who may be experiencing infertility because there are many people in my life who mm-hmm. have in the past or continue mm-hmm. to deal with infertility. And I'm no stranger to the grief that yeah. that brings. Neither, And you aren't either. Like, mm-hmm. I think a lot, most women can speak to that either personally or people that they love yeah. have had a, a very personal experience with infertility. Um And so I'm just, it like, this is just a perfect podcast of like, this is real time processing for me (laughs) and it's uncomfortable, but I, you want to feel the rawness people, (laughs) it's tangible, (laughs) but but I want to lean into the discomfort of talking about it because it also brings like peace Mm -hmm. and a little bit of healing. It's not fixing everything to talk about my problems or talk about my fears, but to say things out loud and to have, you know, affirmation and reminders that I'm not the only one in the world who feels the things I feel Mm -hmm. about the things that are happening is really encouraging. And it's so helpful to be able to talk to you and talk to friends about this and everything else under the sun that is uh, hard and uh, and real and it happens and and possibly different i think that's the thing like it it it's so it feels so much easier and so much safer to talk to someone who's going through the same thing as you and i think for you and i we've gone through a lot of a lot of we've done a lot of that and this is the first big like we're in different seasons and we have different feelings about those different things yeah and like this it's not gonna we don't want it to break our relationship yeah know, it doesn't have to but it means we need to address that uncomfortable yeah scenario i think so for what i find myself in a lot is like for my whole life i've wanted to be a mom right so i look at mothers i look at people who have children mm-hmm. and i just often find myself being like just desperately wishing that i had their life and then i find myself in the situation where mothers are looking at my like single college years and being like wow if I were you like life would be so different or you know me now owning a business and running my own business and that's kind of like where all of my time and attention and priorities go to and that's very like my day-to-day life may look very different from a stay-at-home mom and it's so like those two com- comparisons, it, if we let it become a comparison, can be so toxic to female friendship of mm-hmm. like, look at how she lives her life. It's so different from mine. I wish I had that where I'm just trying to 
enjoy the seasons of life that my friends are in as well as enjoy the season of life that I'm in and appreciate it while it's in front of me because I don't know Mm -hmm. what my life is going to look like in a year. Right. Five years, 10 years. We don't know. We we don't know. And so just trying, it's again, it just comes back to contentment and like gratitude for what we have. And And like giving, like acknowledging, and I just want to give the space for conflicting emotions uh-huh i'm big on that you know like it doesn't <laughs> big have on to that. be one or the other like yeah. we can be conflicted um like that is so prevalent you know and we kind of feel like in an event in our life like it has to be like this isn't a joyous event like i shouldn't be sad you know so like uh-huh like <clears throat> this is a scenario where it's like you you have been juggling the excitement and the joy with the sadness and grief like wait what or in confusion or like uh-huh. you know um and i don't know maybe there's been anger in that too you know what i'm saying like and it's okay that they're there and mm-hmm. so it's like you don't need to hide one because you're supposed to have the other one uh-huh um <laughs> but w- we still have to figure out what it looks like to work through those emotions move forward yeah and and engage and not allow those complex emotions to build bitterness yeah in like internally like towards myself or towards other people and just in general those we're complex creatures and we Mm -hmm. have complex emotions and it's so important to acknowledge and process yeah and when we can do that for ourselves and like do that with other people that just builds that like yeah. ability to provide that mm-hmm. for others and for ourselves yeah. in the future. And there's definitely ways I feel like the enemy will contort, you know, mm-hmm. our emotions or either like stifle us so we don't feel them or get us stuck in them. So we're lingering, but like God made those emotions. Mm-hmm. Like he, he has these emotions, mm-hmm. so they're not wrong. So it's like learning to, instead of to me i used to i felt like i used to kind of ignore them uh-huh. or stuff them and i still have to like really work at not doing that yeah um but realizing like they are god given emotions so like the way the enemy has um confused that emotion or slandered it or you know so so there's bad connotations attached to mm-hmm. said scenario yeah. um how do we strip that away? Because that was not the original con- intent, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyways, all really good stuff. I I genuinely just love that we got to have this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it, it on a real note, um, little, little man's freaking out downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Time to wrap up. Um, yeah. And Joel's like, I'm, uh, don't have much left in me. So, yeah. Um, do we have like, time wow, to is that do the it? enemy? Because we're really, <laughs> we're really, we're really having stuff a here. rich conversation here. Yeah, um, yeah. Do you want to share something? Uh, obsession, jo- jo- obsession of obsession of the week. Okay. Um, so my obsession of the week it's two books that I am reading simultaneously, oh, yes. and they are both to do with trauma. Um, kind of like understanding the nature of trauma and unpacking and like how to move forward, like living in trauma or like living past through trauma. Um, So one of them is called the body Keeps score. And I don't remember who the author is, but um, that is just, you know, kind of focusing on like, we may focus a lot on the mind and how the mind is dealing with trauma, but there's so many like physiological responses that come with traumatic experiences. Mm -hmm. And, uh, your body will hold that 
and it will keep that and it will reiterate that in different areas in your life that may not make sense until you're paying attention to those things. Mm -hmm. So that one is bonkers. It's really, really good. And then the second one, it's called Redeeming Power, Understanding Authority and Abuse in the Church. And that's by Diane Langberg. That's a book that was a a recommendation from um, our pastor at Kaleo. Um, And that it, it's it's dealing with abuse of power, which is a form of trauma. Yeah. <laughs> and and I love it because they're 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 very they're kind of written in the same tone. But yeah. the second one is uh, is written um, with the church included. So yeah. while the first one is not written from any like religious standpoint, yeah. the the second one is including like spiritual trauma mm-hmm. as well. And as so, like, I've grown up in the church and I have a lot of, uh, you're feeling those right now. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of like history. I have a lot of good experiences in the church and I have some harmful experiences in the church. And yeah. so this book I think is like written with the, the hope of, um, some of that. redemption yeah. and, uh, and healing and so i'm just i'm obsessed like it's hard work it's heavy work i've had these books in my amazon like cart for months because i just haven't felt like strong enough or capable ready to tackle some of those things and i'm feeling that now and so i'm Mm. just it's exciting to have resources to kind of process some past ish that um there and that and there's like hope that there's like some healing yeah working through this. So that's my obsession. What about you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go in a totally different direction. It's it's a lighthearted one this time. Um, Love it. I, I started watching um, a like Korean love series. (laughs) Uh huh. Like a K drama. Um, I, I don't, I don't know exactly what genre, if it's like a rom-com. Okay. But it's like a, I think it's just, it's one season. It's called Crash Landing on You. Mm-hmm. And mm. I've heard of it. And um, I've been enjoying it so much this week. Uh, and I was telling Joel how like, like we're, I'm watching it. He's kind of in the background like, oh, that's funny. And then like moves on, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, Joel and I love anime because it like, I think the way they capture emotion is just hilarious. Like the uh-huh. way they express emotion on it, like within anime yeah. is like phenomenal. It's like, yes, like we love that. And I'm just like dying over the way they're executing their humor uh-huh. and like all their expressions. I'm like, they're so much funnier than we are. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what it is. Like I am totally enjoying it. And maybe it's just cause I haven't seen a lot of Korean, you know, films or shows, but I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so much closer to anime than we are to anime. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't know. I'm just, I feel like you should totally watch this, Rebecca. Yeah. And no one else has to, but I'm just loving it right now. So <laughs> I think after my this, obsession I'm gonna, next week. I'm we'll going to, I'm going to be looking into more Korean stuff. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I'm into it. Yep. That was it. <laughs> okay. Love that. Thanks for sharing. I was, you're sharing this like incredible thing. I'm like, oh, <laughs> why do I have this like ridiculous? No, thing it's that, good. Yeah. Obsessions, it come in all shapes, shapes and, and forms. forms. Last week you had a bath. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Simple right. pleasures. Let's go get you to that baby boy. Okay. Thanks so much for staying tuned. Yeah. We'll we love you, you guys. <laughs> all right. Bye. See you next week. Bye.